My next guest is a missionary in the mountains of Angola. He brought the gospel of Jesus to a remote tribe for the first time. And they told him, if your God is so powerful, then make him send rain. Guess what? He prayed and God made it rain. Stay tuned. to the Miracle Mindset with Pastor DJ Bagwell. I am your host, Pastor DJ, and I am excited to start a new episode with you today. I hope you've been enjoying all of our episodes, and today is going to be a special one. I have a friend and a great guest for you today, Dan Hoime, and he is a powerful missionary. And In fact, I'm going to share a little bit more about Dan. So Dan and his wife, Rachel, serve as the country director's in Angola for Overland Missions. And they and their team, they reach out to remote and isolated people groups who have no experience with the gospel of Jesus. And in fact, Dan and Rachel also serve as the directors of pastoral department for Overland Missions, which cares for Overland missionaries and families. So Dan, how are you doing today? Good morning, DJ. Doing great. Thank you. Awesome. And so is there anything else that our audience should know about you, Dan? Um. Hey, I'm just, I'm delighted to be here and uh, we enjoy serving God in, in the location where, where he has us. Awesome, awesome. And so you guys are going to hear more about Angola. And so if you don't know much about Angola, look it up, make sure you get on Google, check it out. But he's going to share some awesome stories. I've had a chance to sit down and talk with Dan and it's just, I mean, he's doing some awesome work. In fact, we'll tell you more later on about how you can partner with him to help support the work he's doing there. So, Dan, let me start with this number one question. In your time serving there in Angola, what is the greatest miracle you've seen so far in your ministry time there? Yeah, we, we have been there for, um, for eight years. Um, we arrived, uh, our team had three families. Uh, we've grown to um, 12 missionaries now. But I, I think the greatest miracle is, is really the fact that we engaged a very remote and unreached tribe for the gospel. And eight years later, you know, I can confidently say that we have strong disciples um, and people who understand the, you know, the message of Jesus, who have a strong personal relationship with him and who are now replicating themselves. They have the heart to go minister to, to their own people. And that's, um, it's an accomplishment in that, um, the, the language is a completely, uh, oral language. The people are incredibly traditional and they don't dress like the rest of the country. They don't, they stay separate culturally from the rest of the country. So you can't just leave someone a Bible. There's no Bible materials in their hands. There's, there's nothing. So when we came, um, I mean, it was just uh, a really a blank slate and, um, yeah. And so really I, at the end of the day, that is the, the greatest thing that, that, that we can point to that God has done, uh, you know, in, in our midst. 
I mean, that's amazing, right? If you think about it. And so for some people right now listening, you may be thinking, well, you know, I'm not a missionary. And again, we had Dr. Leon Van Royen on and he was talking about his um, time on on the mission field. But it can relate to anyone because we all are called to our own mission fields, whether that's your local church, your local community. And right now we live in a time in America, which was not always the case, where there's many people who are not familiar with the gospel. Or maybe they went to church when they were younger, but don't know much about it. And so this is probably the most raw case of that where you're going and you're reaching a remote people group who have no understanding of what Jesus is, the Bible's God, you know, in a sense that we're talking about today. And so, Dan, I guess let's start here. How did you even reach that group of people? Yeah, we um, we heard about them. My my wife and I and we're living in Zambia, Overland Missions main logistical base for Africa is based in Zambia. We were serving there and living there and so we heard about these remote tribes in Angola. So we uh, made several different exploratory trips um, to explore the region. You know, what would it look like to live there? And then, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot. We did um, language training in Portugal. Um, obviously, you raise all your, uh, you know, your support team and your funds. And then... Um, yeah, and then we moved there. But then beyond moving there, we lived, you know, kind of in a small city. But then you're trekking, you know, uh, 100 to 150 kilometers out, very rough terrain, uh, four by four vehicles, rocky roads, um, roads that after years, your, you know, chassis begin to break on vehicles just because of the wear and tear. So, you know, just to get to the locations is, is a major commitment. Um, and, uh, that was our, that was our journey to get there. I mean, well, I mean, think about that, right? (laughs) In fact, that kind of makes me feel a little convicted, you know, saying, DJ, can you not reach people in your neighborhood when you're, you know, going up mountains and you're driving cars until they break to share the gospel. So, more than conviction, let's be encouraged to say, okay, what can I do to help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, I remember you told me a story about there was a group of people that you had to track up a mountain just to reach them and just to share the gospel. Can you share more about that? Where you had to literally walk up the mountain, right? And no one had ever reached them before with the gospel. Yes. So we, um, there, there's a tribe uh, called the Mungendalengu tribe that. Uh, they live, it's a smaller tribe. Um, they live around a mountain and, uh, a portion of them lives on top of the mountain, but yeah, your, your vehicle doesn't go up there. Uh, it's, it's about a, a six mile hike up. And I mean, you're, you're taking everything with you, your, your clothes, your food, your water. Um, so we've been hiring donkeys to help carry the real heavy stuff, you know, like your, uh, jerry cans of water and things like that. But, um, yeah, and that's a lot of times that's why, you know, people groups like this stay isolated and away from the reach of the gospel because it's just, it's very difficult to, um, to get to them. Um, and actually, it's an amazing story how that area opened up because we were started for five years with one tribe called the Kuvali tribe. And one of the headmen that got really miraculously saved after a miracle in his village, um, really just became an evangelist for us and started taking us all, you know, all kinds of different places, opening different doors. 
And so after a while, he said, you know, you guys, you have to start reaching out to these people who live on top of the mountain. You know, they, they don't know Jesus. There's, there's nothing up there. And um, so he brought us over, and his friend was the chief of the whole tribe. So the chief now travels with us to these villages. And it's, so it's just amazing how, how God opens doors. Now, and now tell me, Dan, what miracle, I guess, happened that led him to get miraculously saved? Because he said a miracle happened and he saved, and that led to more people being saved. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it, um, basically what happened was that God provided rain, uh, two days of straight rain in the dry season of where they are. And just to give you an I a little paint a picture a little bit, they live in a very harsh, dry desert and it can rain once or twice a year. Um, and so when we first started going to the Kuvale tribe, they were telling about a, a God who's a personal God and who, who knows us and he wants to have relationship with us. So they kept on asking us, us, uh, okay, if, if God is real, then tell him to send us rain because we're all suffering. Mm, wow. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, we, we, we did that. Our, our team just began to pray. We, none of us really had ever uh, asked God to change weather patterns before, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it's not the normal thing, I guess you, you probably pray for, but, um, and so, but specifically in his village, we, 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 made initial contact and we were teaching for three days, simple things. And then they asked us to pray. We all prayed before we left and, and then we left and we had no idea what was, what had happened. And we came back about a couple of weeks later and he had this, the headman had just a huge smile on his face and he said, you know, he's like, I got to tell you what happened. He's like, the day that you left, it rained for two days straight. And wow. then I knew that everything you guys said was the truth. And, and that really is what opened up his heart. That's powerful. I mean, in fact, there's a couple of lessons in that. Number one, you're highlighting the power of God. It's not about me and how great I am, right? As Christians, we are highlighting Jesus and his word. And so you came there sharing his word. But I think it's powerful that the people said, well, if this God you speak of is, is, is who you say is, then here's what we need. Can I tell you this? God is not afraid to meet our needs. In fact, God wants to meet our needs, especially those that are unsaved. He desires to reach them so much that he'll go as far as sending rain. Think about that. Yeah. And so I think that's such a powerful example of God's love and your obedience. You, I mean, it sounds like that wasn't something that you were familiar with. You've never seen that before, but you were willing to take a risk and go back to your team and pray. Imagine if you didn't pray, right? Like what could have happened? Maybe this whole people group never gets saved. But you guys prayed. Yeah. And um, so the miraculous rain coming not during the rainy season and it has been a sign that God has used time and again in, in these villages. And I remember the first time that we were asked that question, um, you know, I felt like I felt the Holy Spirit point his finger at me and just say, if it doesn't rain in this village before you come back the next time, they're not going to listen to anything you have to say. And, and so it kind of put us in this desperation mode. And yeah, we just, uh, we, we, we fasted a bit, we prayed, and, and God came through. Can I tell you something that I often see, that when there is this desperation for God to move, that's when we see miracles, that's when we see signs and wonders, because 
I think many of us approach God, at least at least here in American churches, from my experience, where it's almost cavalier or it's casual. We're okay, God, if you do it, you know, that's fine. If you don't, that's okay. I have a backup plan. But I've seen in Africa, I've heard stories in other countries, and I've seen stories in America where people are saying, God, if you don't do this, it won't get done. And I think it just puts us in a very humble place where we can press our faith in and trust God, and it lets us know unless the people know that we're ministering to, that he is God and he's God alone. And I think that's because they know you can't make rain happen. You know yeah. you can't make rain happen. Yeah. And I and I love that God met them. He was not offended by their need for a sign. Now, we can't live by signs as Christians where we need a sign every time we need to do something for God. But I love that he met them at their initial need with a sign. And now, as you said, it opened up all these doors to lead more people to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely has. And you're right. Like you don't you don't live, you know, every day, you know, seeing these, you know, jaw-dropping type of things. Uh but, you know, uh, God does use them to open up people's hearts and and sometimes he does he puts you in a position where you really only have to rely uh, on him. Well, in fact, here's what I saw from your I guess from your story, you know, you mentioned the most, the greatest miracles that you're able to reach this unreached group and have to learn the language. But the fact that you went and you went up a mountain, many of us aren't willing to go up the mountains in our own lives. Right. And so I think for us today, that's a call, wherever you are, if you're on the mission field or if you're on, on your couch right now or you're listening in your car. What is God calling you to? Is he calling you to go up that mountain that no one else is? Is he calling you to reach into that neighborhood? Maybe it's call that uncle that, you know, maybe hurt you when you were younger, but you're going to climb that mountain of emotion and reach that person. I, I think that's powerful what you did was that you went the extra mile to learn a language, to take your car, hire donkeys, tr- trek up a mountain, also that God can say, now I need you to pray that I can send rain. Think about that. All for his people. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, and and I think what we found too, um, even internationally around the world, Overland Missions, like our our focus is to minister to the to the unreached and to the neglected. And you can walk into a nation that has lots of you know churches or gospel work or missionaries, whatever it is, but there are there always are pockets where you know the gospel needs to the light of the gospel needs to shine and, and people should never feel like, you know, that there isn't work for them to do, or if they want to be useful in God's hands, like there's, there are always opportunities. Like you said, it could be even in your, just your own family or your neighborhood or something like that. But, uh, you know, the Lord will give you eyes to, to, to see those opportunities. I love that. And now let me ask you this. Um, what advice would you have for people that are hoping to see more of God's presence and power in their ministries, whether they're missionaries or pastors or just a local church person who I just want to see more of God's presence and power? Like what what advice would you give them? Number one, we we've got to be in his word and we've got to be drawing close to him and and prayer and and just fellowship with other believers, you know, like nobody's called to to live this life outside of community the christian life you know uh but um i think we just have to be obedient in the simple steps that he is asking us to do so if we're asking him lord use me uh, to touch people use me and then you know we should be expectant for him to be 
planting ideas in our head for how to be used or opening doors for us to to be used and then we just have to be obedient and 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 walk through those doors and you know you don't you may not see stuff straight away you know but um i think we just have to remain uh, obedient and and expectant i love that in fact as you were sharing what popped in my mind was was what what was Peter? You know, before he could ever walk on water with Jesus, he had to step out of his boat and follow. Right? I mean, he had to make a decision. Right. I'm going to follow you, and I think all of us are standing before that decision. Whether you're a current pastor right now with a congregation, we have to keep following Jesus. What's that next level of following? Or maybe you're brand new and you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe it's just accepting Jesus today to follow him as your Lord and Savior. But I want you to know, and I love what you shared there, Dan, that all of us have to just start with the basics. Get in your word. Find a church, a Bible teaching church, then get that community. Before we can call rain from the heavens or call fire from heaven, let's just follow Jesus and say, okay, what now what? For you to just pick up your family and you haven't shared this, but you have your whole family in Angola with you. That's a commitment, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've got my wife, uh, myself, and our four kids, and um, all of our teammates too. You know, their 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 families are are, are living there, and um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's an adventure at at the end of the day, and I think God's you know God's call on our life. You know, even if we were to never really leave, you know, uh, the city we were born in or something, but I, we're not called to live. Uh, mediocre or or boring lives. I, I believe I, I'm 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 con- convinced that he has uh, adventures, tasks for all of us to uh, to do. I love that. That's I think those are great parting words. And so now tell me this, Dan. If people are inspired by your story, maybe the Holy Spirit is pricking them right now. How can they support you? How can they partner with you? Because I mean, you have your family over there. The work you're doing, you're reaching the mountains, you know, up the mountains and cars and repairing things, but that takes money. So how can we uh, partner with you, Dan? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for, for asking. We, it's been, like I said, eight years since we've been there and we're, we're at a gr- good, like stretching point, growing point in that, you know, now we've got uh, more uh, disciples that, uh, you know, we're, we're sustaining and we're, uh, we're paying so that they can also be doing the work full time and air airplane tickets and, you know, fuel for your vehicle. So we, um, uh, you know, we have monthly supporters, we have one-time supporters, um, and all of our support goes through overland missions. And, and this time while we're back in the States, we are trusting the Lord to, to raise, uh, a thousand dollars more per month. Uh, for those type of expenses. And um, we also send on a newsletter. I mean, uh, people, every time we come home, we, we always have people saying, you know, hey, we're praying for you. We pray for you every day or we pray for you every Wednesday or whatever it is. And those are the types of things you never see exactly, you know, maybe what the results are to those things. But we we know so many times being in Africa that, you know, the, the prayers of, of the saints are, are encouraging us and sustaining us and probably keeping us from dangers that we we don't even know about, you know? I love that. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask if you enjoy this podcast, if you love this podcast, if you've enjoyed this, this episode with, with Dan, 
Support the ministry, sow seeds, be a part of what God is doing, not only in your area, but in Angola. Reach the people all around the world, and your and your and your contribution can do that. So on this episode, if you go to the episode details, I'm gonna share a link that is gonna go straight to a website that's gonna allow you to give straight to Dan and his wife. Um, I'm also gonna share his email if you want. Uh, if you want those email updates, it's dan at overlandmissions.com. I'll put that in the description as well. Uh, uh, Dan, I just appreciate you coming on today, and I pray that God continues to bless what you're doing there. And I pray that you, after this episode, you get a flood of supporters and a flood of prayers, because I know that God is going to continue to use you and your team there. Yes, uh, DJ, thank you so much. Um, it's a privilege also just to to be with you and and uh, to know that God is uh, moving in your church and in America, and and for you know for me to get to tell in a sense, brag on God and, and what he's doing uh, in our sphere in, in Africa. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, we want to invite you. Make sure you share it with a friend. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Apple. We're on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get notifications. That way you don't miss a new episode. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Miracle Mindset with Pastor DJ Bagwell. We're thrilled you're part of our community. Hit that subscribe button and help us spread the word by sharing this show with a friend. Want to dive deeper into more incredible miracles? Visit djbagwell.com and witness powerful testimonies. Share your miracle story and learn more about hosting a live training or service with Pastor DJ at your church. Join us next time and remember, with a miracle mindset, nothing is impossible.